0: Back Dun. to know Yo, yo. And here we are, uh, second part of our twin series. Um, a little bit different than our first episode where we uh, did an 80s uh, fluffy comedy uh, twins. Now we're going to do a 2000s indie uh, dramedy. The only thing fluffy about it was Danny DeVito's hair. It was. Yeah. It was well conditioned. It was fluffy. Um Twins. So, and we are drinking now uh, another, we're drinking basically another Pinot Grigio. So, we're continuing our Pinot Gris Pinot Grigio twin connection. The next thing we're going to do, and we may open it uh, here in just a second, is uh, Mr. Riggs, uh, the gaffer, which is an Australian Shiraz. Shiraz and Syrah, another set of names mm-hmm. for the same grape. Shiraz and Syrah are the same damn thing, but very similar where you can find. Um, Basically, different parts of the world will have very different tasting Syrah. Like Americans, you'll get more peppery, spicy flavors. You go down to Australia, you could have fifteen percent, sixteen percent. Oh yeah, fruit bombs, some sassy ones. So totally different personalities. But You're telling me it's same been the same grapes all along? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Shiraz and exactly. Syrah. Oh. They they are. I just thought I was being a hick. Mm-hmm. Just didn't know the difference. Yeah, Syrah and Syrahs are the same thing. So, huh? Yep. Just different different names, same thing. So Pinot yeah. Gris and pino grisio mm-hmm. same thing and i almost did primitivo and, and reds in that's a big yeah. bigger debate of italian uh, people say that those are the same, exact same things some people they, they've actually gone down to the, like the the molecule level studied those and see if there's any difference and basically some people still say they are the same exact thing and some people will say that they are just very very close to each other mm. so but they can't quite be sure if they're the same from the same origin so but yeah we went with a uh, a uh, sirah or a Shiraz, in this case, uh, Mr. Riggs. So we'll try that here in a second, and we'll report back. Um, but this movie that we're doing this time is adaptation. So um, this is based on Susan Orlean's book, The Orchid Thief, uh, loosely. Yeah. Well I have, I mean, this is based about on somebody third.
1: basing something. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. About, about this a is a very meta experience, yeah. yes.
0: This was f- I have Freewheelingly adapted by yeah. Charlie Kaufman, who is an Oscar winning screenwriter. Um he is a very eccentric he and and I'm sure you guys have strong opinions. He is a very acquired taste screenwriter. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did being, uh, John, I Malkovich. Taste he did, I being John Malkovich. tastes fine. Malkovich? being John Malkovich. Malkovich. He I still did. have never seen that. Really? Really? Wow, I'll put that on our list. That's a, that's a, that's uh, a big one. Worthwhile movie. <laughs> um, he did Eternal Sunshine, the Spotless Mind. Yeah. Also, yes, that was taste. dope. Mm-hmm. Taylor yeah. also had me watch yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah, but that was good. I yeah. enjoyed that one a lot. Yes. I enjoyed Malkovich a lot. Um, I haven't seen that one in a hot minute. Yeah, which they make a
2: little homage to that in this they film. Do.
0: Yes, they do. They bring back uh, John Cusack, Catherine Keener, and a um, little scene. Yeah, Spike Jones, the director, to do a little cameo. Hmm. Um, so the script is credit, credited to both him and his fictional twin brother Donald. Um, Nicholas Cage stars in a dual role as both, and he was nominated for an Academy Award for playing both. Uh, this was a mild box office success. Um, it grossed $32 million against a $19 million budget. Um, it uh, achieved great critical acclaim, uh, with many critics uh, listing it as one of the best films of that year, and Roger Ebert named it as the second best film of the decade. So, What was uh-huh. the first best? I don't remember. I have to look <laughs>
1: Battleship Earth? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you guys feel real strongly. I can't, I want to I try and guess your ratings when we get there. I wanna, All right. Before you guys say anything, I want to try still guess. still debating my rating, but t- um, <laughs> you're not the only one baiting. <laughs> <laughs> you guys put those back scratchers down.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll have to get used to Dr. Malcolm. <laughs> um, the film uh, depicts a fictionalized version of screenwriter Charlie Kaufman. And his struggles with writer's block and adapting the very esoteric, um, I don't know what the word would be, almost unadaptable book, The Orchid Thief by Susan Orlean, uh, who is played here by Meryl Streep. Orlean's prose is wandering, and there's not a clear narrative through line in her book, and that gives Coffin great difficulty in translating it to a movie that can be marketed as anything. There's basically not a coherent story. It's almost like like what he says in the movie, like rambling New Yorker shit, where it's mm. like she she kind of wanders off the beaten path without a clear point waxes poetically, yes, it's a lot of flowery prose, but without a clear pun intended uh, trajectory, yes, <laughs> exactly, it's very flowery pose pun <laughs> non intended, but yeah, pun retroactively, yeah, um so. Meanwhile, Kaufman's oblivious, good-natured twin, Donald, wants to break into the screenwriting <laughs> business. And um, Charlie's a naturally gifted writer, uh, albeit beset with insecurities. His brother, Donald, is a clear hack who relies on formulaic structure. So clearly the two twins are meant to represent the conflict within Charlie Kaufman writing this movie. It's like pretty much any writer can identify with the idea of you want to be have artistic integrity, but you also want to make a living. And so it's like, do you give in to the hackery of just writing what will get make you money? Um... So basically, Donald relies on formulaic structure from like screenwriting "quote unquote" gurus like Bob McKee and Sid Field are the two big people to make money. Um, And Bob McKee is played by uh, Brian Cox in this film in a very spot-on cameo of how his his actual like seminars go. Um, as Charlie goes through the, through the uh, twisted novel from Orlean, he gets more engrossed in the, in the story and gets more fascinated with Orlean as a subject and eventually goes Hunter S. Thompson and gets involved in the plot itself. So basically- It's called gonzo journalism. Yes. and But it's almost like fictionalized, it's almost a satire of gonzo journalism. It's like, it's him um, caving into the pressure and crafting a, a Bob McKee script in the final third. Basically, it's like- he deliberately satirizes the traps of screenwriting, of hackery and cliches, yeah. and then he deliberately yep. puts the movie into those traps in the final third. Like, yep. he creates a scenario with sex and violence and murder.
2: They talk about that. I mean, it's like, Cox says that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't... Yeah, we'll get into
0: that. But in Foreshadowing. Like everything he ever wanted to avoid, like of having Coffin learn big lessons and grow as a person and all that stuff, he deliberately sets that trap to have the movie yep. walk into that. So... Um, basically it's a very meta experience and his attempt to in his difficulties with writer's block to project those into this project and basically craft a story about him dealing with his own writer's block it's hella meta yes so um they won academy awards for uh, or Shame. actually Shame. <laughs> it Won an Academy Award for Chris Cooper's performance as John Laroche, a fictionalized version of John Laroche. Uh, Meryl Streep was nominated for playing Susan Orlean, um, as she gets nominated for pretty much everything she's in. And then she's great; she should be. Nicholas Cage, and then he's great; he should be. And then Charlie Kaufman was nominated for writing the screenplay. He's fine.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you two clearly did not like it, and I want to try and guess your score. If I'm wrong,
2: I'm wrong. Sure, I'm still debating mine because I'm because I'm as I was gonna say I'm still have feelings from 2002 Mm -hmm. when I first saw it and I like fell in love with it. Same and yeah, so I'm still debating. So I, uh, you loved it then, but are I'll I'll explain why. But I, I think I've merged my scores to where it's probably better than you think. Mm -hmm. But if you were talking about like 2002 Taylor, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put this as a nine. Yeah, but me, mm, not so much now. But I'm going to say seven. I'm going to go a little bit lower. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. Taylor, I would go the exact opposite. You showed it to me the first time, and I was like, "Mm, I guess maybe it's artsy. I don't really get it. But this time I was like, "Mm, it's a little artsy, man. Maybe I I get it. Goldie Wilson. Do you think it's because you kind of knew what to expect this
2: time around, and you were like, (sighs) Maybe. I think uh, so. You,
1: you were looking out and kind of appreciating well, it more.
2: And it was I, like 21 grams in that world. And that's what I was, mm-hmm. was going to say. I was like, Sean had never seen it. And so he's like, what the fuck is this? Adaptation? Was, no, no. I mean, uh, 21 grams. Oh, oh. Yeah. And you're like, it was hard to follow. Like, very hard. And I, but when I saw it, even the second time, I, I was like, all right. I could get why this didn't really float everybody's boat yeah. that's not what the adaptation when i first saw it i was like oh my god charlie coffin's the best writer ever spike jones mm-hmm. it just means so much <laughs> spike took a little bit of a after her mm-hmm. hadn't done a goddamn thing in 10 years and it was yeah. like would oh, you say he spiked I, he did <laughs> I was like, See, like
3: when i saw it you know uh, i i didn't i was like man all right take it or leave it but then i think uh best buy was having a a, a you know one of their uh, bin sales where they were yeah, trying yeah. to get rid of DVDs and I think I saw this for like less than five bucks and I was like oh adaptation I should give that another look wait, and I bought wait, it wait. years and years ago yeah, and it's been sitting collecting I, dust do we all I never own adaptations I, oh, yeah. I think we do I think we do I got mine as
2: a used blockbuster because <laughs> I still have the blockbuster like uh-huh. thicker on it and, and like the seal or not the seal but like the, the clips did the anybody watch their copy or did you just go ahead and pay oh, and rent no because I, I watched it because I I I physically was like when it was 3 dollars to rent I'm like <laughs> I know, because it was like on the second level of our DVD box, yeah. and I was like, I can get this. We're going to make it a blockbuster night.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I still rented it with money, because <laughs> there's no goddamn way I would be able to find that DVD I, now. I considered it.
1: There was a cat on my lap, and I was like, I need to watch this. I need to go over there and put something physically. Is that Did a No, it wasn't. Yep, okay. And Ooh. I the the thought crossed my mind that I, I could just pay three ninety nine to just not get up and I could watch I, it. I couldn't do it. I, I ended up finding it and plugging no. it up. You know what the worst part about watching it on DVD, though, is? Mm-hmm. the subtitles are bullshit. Hmm. Really? Just, just like the quality of them. Is oh, so I, I was like, I was yeah. like, what? like back yeah, then, I see sure. what you're Like, yeah. it's like, it's like big blocky. Yellow uh, blocky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, what do you, saying? I have gotten so accustomed to like our modern day streaming subtitles. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It feels, not the worst part of the movie, but it feels strange up. now that 2002 isn't considered modern anymore. It feels weird to me.
2: 21 years like, ago, fuck
0: yeah, 21 grams ago. <laughs> okay, so Sean, I'm trying to guess your score. Sure, with, what do you got?
2: A five. It's spot on. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> I, where I am. I was going to say six. So, because like, because i was trying to even it out. I was going to say but, six five. Oh well, look at us. Yeah, yeah.
1: look at us. Okay. What are you? A seven. We'll get there. Fuck yourself. No, we we all revealed right now. Yeah. Show us your penis. I'm an eight. All right. See, -hmm. see, I would have been a nine back then.
0: And I kind of averaged mine out as well. Yeah. I would have given it a much higher score back then. Yeah. So I respect that. Um, so yeah and it's difficult to sort out like sometimes when you watch a movie
2: back then your feelings from then because you still have them yeah yeah well and i think that was i'll just go ahead and start it off it was like when i this was like during like i was like you know what my life is i want to make films like i want to be part of something filmy Mm -hmm. so i was i remember just watching all these independent films and i fucking saw this film and i I think i rented it because i didn't see it on dvd i just rented it or in the theaters and i was like what the fuck? And I, I think I didn't watch it twice. Mm-hmm. It was like when I rented it, and I was like, yeah. And it was so different, yeah. and it like blew me away. And I'm like, I, don't know, I was like, hold on, did this guy just really write a film about writing a film about writing a film in an event of fake, and, and, and was like this is fucking, um, but this is kind of before internet and researching. Yeah. Cause I was like, then I mean, you would, you would like see a few things about the story that's like, Oh yeah. Like that's not his real brother. And you're mm-hmm. like, and I was, I was like, man, this guy's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Like he just revolutionized screenwriting. He was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And, uh, so I thought it was, I, I know, I think I made Travis watch it. It's like, just lazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yes. It's like, so
3: goddamn what There is, at the end, I, I skipped ahead. I was just like, just wondering, you know, ever since Marvel, I go to the end of the credits. There is a in memory of
2: Don. Oh, yeah. At the end. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it was like, they yeah. they made this whole, I don't know, I, when I watched it again, when I watched it again, I was like, when you, when you know what's going on, mm-hmm you're kind of like, get to the fucking point. Yeah. You know, like, get to the... With, with 21 Grams, I was actually more in in tune with that, watching it again, because I was picking up on little things that I read about. Like, oh, he changes the color in certain scenes. Like, if there's a good... If there's a positive situation, and I'm like, oh, okay, I can get that. There's nothing really different here. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I really picked up on was... Uh, Mr. Cox or Agamemnon was that when when he was talking to him about like oh you know what the first the first two acts you can do the fuck you want mm-hmm. like the first two acts are shit mm-hmm. and it was like but the third act you better reel them in yeah you know, it was like if you had your guns your sex your whatever and it was like and then what the fuck did they have there yeah. it was like guns, sex, sex, death and it was just like everything and it's like drugs and I was just like man that's kind of fucking cool <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. I still liked it the second time around, the back scratcher. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I, I still liked it the second <laughs> right time around. It was, I mean, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it definitely lost that luster. Yeah. Uh, lost that love and feeling. It did. And it was, like, and, and and not to say, I still thought, okay, you know what, Nicolas Cage, honestly, not a bad actor. Mm-hmm. And it was like, everyone's actually a pretty good actor in it. Yeah. It just really made me think and be like, what the fuck is, who is this guy? Yeah. Like what makes him be able to do that shit? Like, yeah. it's like, dude, you just fucked everybody up. <laughs> it was like, you, you just fucked every screenwriter, whoever I like, had. I mean, kudos to him for mm-hmm. getting his, you know, getting his, but I'm like, dude, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah. And so, and I don't know why it kind of infuriated me the second time watching it being like, Hey, you know, he did his thing. Go get your bank. Go, get, go make your paper. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I don't know. Like he it, failed it, backwards. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
3: Like, like, like fail upward. Like, he, he failed backwards. He was yeah. like, I don't know how to do this. Uh, I'm just going to zhuzh some shit up. Here you go. Oh, we think this is, well, could be funny. Like, let's get some really good fucking actors. Well, it,
2: let's the, shoot it. And then- The only way I could describe this movie to now, well, well, people that are probably my age or older, the only way I describe this movie... Is Seinfeld? When Seinfeld goes in to pitch their show, mm-hmm. we have a show yes, about, a nothing. about nothing. We have a movie, and, and what, like, what if
1: like, I want to write a movie about nothing, nothing. happens? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, wait, the banality what? of life, and you know, something just sort of you exist for an hour and a half, and it's
2: just done. Yeah, right. it was. It's like I, I'm going to talk about the book, but I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about me writing the book. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm going to make myself the main character. Yeah, I'm going to do this, and I, I can see them being like what the fuck are you talking about? But, but I will say this. The one cool thing that I kind of liked about adaptation was the fact that how they were, oh, what scene was it? Oh, they were in the van. Um, fuck. They were, they were talking about adaptation, about, you know, orchids. Yeah. That's yeah all like, that's changing yeah. like, it But that was kind of cool. It was just like, he's like, I adapted. And then she was like, Oh, I don't believe in adapt. And you know, adapting those like, so I guess if there was a sweet undertone or whatever, it was just like how we are all capable of adapting. Mm-hmm. We aren't. And I was like, okay, I get that. Yeah. But then she just does coke and bang- bangs mm-hmm. things, dude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, and which we've all done that. This is an adaptation of, of a ad- book. Exactly. Yeah, a, it, it, yeah,
3: if yeah.
1: there's one thing that knocked it out of the park with this movie, it is the title Yeah. because yeah. it oh. works in so many
2: ways mm-hmm. and they stick to it it's great and I think that's that's me good job yeah crushed it with the title yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly I I got you one extra point Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. but I mean would have been a four if not for the title (laughs) Um,
0: I did enjoy like some of the stuff I mean again it's a high wire act to be this um, up your own ass meta. Yeah. And oh, be sorry. indulgent. And I, I remember you felt the same way with the Fablemans. Like the, I,
1: yes. Yeah. You, you, that, and I think I it touched a nerve, the same word that I used for the Fablemans I'll use here. This movie felt so masturbatory literally in this movie.
3: Yeah. Many that's times. That's my favorite part. Yes. All the masturbating in this. I was going to say yeah. it. <gasps> it's like all the baiting. Yeah. That's my, f- that's my <laughs> that's favorite <laughs> part where, where it's like, Oh, this has <laughs> just got a little, Oh, okay. He's just, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's just, imagining. He's he's just, he's just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's
2: just, uh, Uh, you know, flogging the one-eyed dolphin as it were. But, and before I let you guys take over, I will say he did, with this movie, I think he fucked himself Mm -hmm. because he made this so far out there. Mm -hmm. He made something so different that, I mean, if you go back and look at what he's done besides Eternal Sunshine, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's really about it. Yeah. And it was, I, I think that he put himself on such an odd pedestal. He like, on himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people were like, what's your next thing? It's like, Oh no, man, I'm actually a screenwriter. This was just like my artistic take on this. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, so you're not going to do anything crazy. It's like, no, like you don't have a, twin for this one. You're not going to incorporate a previous no. Yeah. Okay. So he kind of fucked himself. Sorry, are are you like... trying
3: to pitch adaptation two? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> like it's like that joke. It's
3: like hey man I got this crazy thing but I can only do it once like he's used his one shot. Exactly. Like, yeah, yes, he's yeah. this is this is like the unless somebody else comes up with a different lazy screenwriter <laughs> uh, movie. It's like all right uh, what's damn it Taylor. What's the, the great British baking show where the guy's like well. I started making it, had a bit of a breakdown. Bon Appetit. I yeah. Guess. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. that movie is. Where he's like, well, I started writing a movie, fell apart in the middle. That's Here it is, the, I guess. One yeah.
1: of the celebrity specials, I think.
3: Yeah. Love it. Um, to travel, what would you give it? I give it as about a 6.5. I did not love this movie the first time I saw it. I was like, I, I don't know. I didn't... Uh, well, the I intro is definitely know. a little, little intense. What was? Yeah. Oh, that's it. You don't get any more. Um, I I didn't quite know what was happening. It just didn't. It wasn't Did grabbing me. Did you watch me. it with me? Yeah. Okay. You you had me watch it at your apartment, and you poured me a big uh, glass of wine, and, and then got and, you that foot long sub from Subway. <laughs> yeah, you were. I was. I was having to side-eye you the whole time because you were getting a little handsy. But I was like, what is this? This is not a fun, like, show your friend a movie at night movie. You don't know Taylor Owens very well. (laughs) (laughs) the most obscure I think yeah Taylor was all showing me uh, Crash and 21 Grams and Amaris Paris and then this (laughs) this was Taylor's Everybody it was like uh, (laughs) Taylor's (laughs) moment of like we were both wanting to be filmmakers at one point in time and Taylor was like yeah I'm getting really fucking into this and he was like watching all this obscure shit he was like Travis you need to start looking at this shit because I think he was wanting to maybe go in that direction I was like "All right," but this one I was like I don't know if I understand this one (laughs) and I think I was having to be like yeah taylor it's great i don't know like i i knew enough to to watch it once and just be like i don't know if i need to watch that again and then years later i was like you know i need to give it another look because i'd probably enjoy it a little more and there are some of those films where it's like you don't get everything the first time you really need like a second watch to enjoy it but you know, some of these films, you don't turn around in less than six months in a year and be like, "All right, I need to watch an adaptation."
2: Well, again. well, and may I say that, like, with those independent films that I was like falling in love with. There are also shitty ones. Oh, yes. So and, so and I learned that really quickly because I was on a streak of like, man, these, these more iconic ones. And then I remember Eternal Sunshine, uh, Michelle Gondry. And I was like, oh, is that his name? Michelle Gondry? Michael Gondry? Mike, whatever it is. It was like, but it was like, I was like, oh yeah, like he's, this is a great film. And then he did Be, Cru- Be Kind Rewind and I almost burned the theater down mm. with Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. I almost oh. burned the theater down. I'm like, why did I pay money for this in a theater? Jack Black had a rough patch so uh, but, but, but so it's like with these independent films, you're like, oh man, these guys are gonna like, like I said, like they're gonna do the next great thing. These are gonna be the new Spielbergos. You like they're gonna do all this stuff, and then you're like, no. You, You just kind of suck, and it was like, like, I was like, not that you suck, but it's like these artistic films can only go so far. I will say, so Taylor
3: had me branch out of of my comfort zone, but not a bad thing. But I didn't, uh, not all of them. I was like, I was like, okay, this is good, but it's not my, maybe not my jam. But this time, both Twenty One Grams and Adaptation, I enjoyed way more this time around. Um, Adaptation, I really liked all the masturbating scenes. I was like, oh, that's great. great. I was like, this is, this no, is great. No. Yeah. This guy jerked off a lot and he put it in his screenplay. That's cool. <laughs> um, but what I really liked is um, obviously the, the the story from the book that he was uh, adapting, but um, there was, he had the Excelsior moment where he was like, "Shit, I know how to start it," and he yeah. starts talking talk about before life on the planet and this, and the you know the fish with legs coming out, and then uh, uh, all of uh, Earth getting up together and 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 cities being built and loneliness and all this, and you're like, "What? Wait a minute." oh yeah Uh, they did that in like a five to 15 second intro yeah like a little intro clip and i'm like oh okay and then he's like oh my god and charlie doesn't know how to finish the script and all this like all those things that he was once he got up to writing what was happening right then or as he was driving home he goes oh my god charlie says the end of the movie is like charlie knows how to finish the script now and you know all of those moments obviously are a distance, out of the, out of the park. <laughs> very meta obviously Hella yeah. meta. Um, but I thought that was great. The, the little excelsior moment like in the middle where he's like he finally had the flash mm-hmm. of of genius and he was like, I, I know how to do it. Um, but Nicolas Cage was great in this. Uh, uh, I was surprised let's see who oh Chris Cooper. yeah I love Chris Cooper it was great. yeah, it's good shit. Did they did he? knock out some of his teeth to, to be in this film? or they did They do some just crazy makeup some effects to do that. Yeah. Uh, Meryl Streep is great. Mm-hmm. I just saw great. on here, um, Doug Jones was in this movie, but he might have been
2: cut. He played Augustus something or other. Do you know who I noticed was in this fucking film when she has that dinner party all around? David O. Russell. The director, yeah. yeah he's, he's in, in there. there. Mm-hmm. I, I guess mm-hmm. I missed it the first time. I was like what the fuck yeah. and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah it he's got in their there. me off of yeah. them mm-hmm. and i really thought i remembered
3: oh oh and i guess uh uh ned Nearmeyer was in this but he was in a deleted scene i guess oh. uh, Stephen Tob- tobolowski tobolowski yes yeah he's, he's I, he a ned, of ned, ned I saw Dad. him in the,
1: in the cast as well mm-hmm. i was like hey, uh I
3: remember him being there. Mm-hmm. obviously judy greer showed mm-hmm. up she's great uh, he's she's another source of his masturbation yeah
0: yep. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> and then, uh, the the rare cheetah greer boobs in a movie. And oh, yeah. she, I had not seen that. I didn't she, think that was
0: going down. That's such a well like constructed thing of like, you know, she's and it's probably in the invention of his own mind. But she's so into him and flirty until he asks her out. Yeah, and then she's
3: she's gonna go like tell her manager like yeah. visibly creeped. Up. Yeah, they're whispering about him. Yeah. Okay, Ugh. I have questions real quick. I'm looking at the cast and I see Will Ferrell, Michael Sarah, and Kate McKinnon. I don't think that's... I a, think you wandered into the wrong... Yeah, uh, that, might be a, a,
2: that might be an adaptation, too. too. You yeah, like, that's yeah. It's a weird Best scroll seat. down. W- Will Ferrell
3: in a dual role. Yeah. That's his own... Uh, obviously, uh, good old Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. as uh, his fake brothers. he uh, mentioned Tilda Swenson yeah Tilda this um as the um as, as the uh, agent the executive
2: and and because we always believe everything wikipedia says did you happen to see and it's a short blurb and you can never believe anything but mm-hmm. was tom hanks supposed to be I think the Wikipedia page like Tom Hanks was originally wanted to be in the role and I think and I would put it this way I think that probably Tom Hanks
0: was designated for every role <laughs> uh, at some point. that's some That's <laughs> yeah. a good
2: point, good point. Yeah. They're always
0: wanting to get him for everything. So I know that he was slated to be in Jerry Maguire. Um, I want to say he was slated to be I, I want to say Vanilla Sky from the same
3: director. Whoa. I mean, you could do a list of the movies yeah, that they wanted was, Tom Hanks I wonder if there's a bunch of those where they leak that, oh, Tom Hanks is interesting. Mm-hmm. Just I just see to get that there because yeah, it's more interest. But this is one film I'm like, I don't see that. Yeah. Like, no. I I don't see that at no. all. It's I like, could see
0: Jerry Maguire would be a different movie. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I can imagine, like, yeah, I, you know, I see Tom Hanks in this role. And it's like, we can't get Tom Hanks. Uh, okay, Nick little, Cage. Let's go down the list.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I thought. I remembered the first time that uh, uh, Meryl Streep got with the uh, native guy that was like playing with her hair. Mm-hmm. I, I could have sworn I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe I do remember this." Your like, This oh, no. is beautiful. Yeah, your hair is so. But I, I, I like this <laughs> a lot more the second time around. It'll still be maybe ten years before I maybe watch it again. Right. It's a very. But I enjoyed yeah. it in, in, in as I a can. mature. Uh, Male in this day and age, I enjoyed it more than I did as a, uh, a rapscallion in my. Early, so maybe I'm getting more <laughs> immature. <laughs> I liked it 20 years ago.
2: <laughs> like no, I just I, like me.
0: I enjoyed it yeah. a lot, especially because I was like you guys. I wanted to be a screenwriter, so it's like it touched that idea. Like it's like oh wow, this is the look I inside can the see the back, the backside, yeah. the brain of a screenwriter, and it's like you know oh yeah he, he's like
3: nerdy and jerking off, and man we're the same. just like <laughs> me. Yeah, we're just the same. I do that. Yeah. But Taylor, unlike me, had more of a range. He was like, look at all these like heady, f- you know, fancy. Independent films, but then we were also working on a script for uh, Bitey the Vampire. So <laughs> that is true. He had like
1: <laughs> got a lot of depth. Yeah,
3: we went. We which went. Tom was supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was. He rumored to be Bitey. Yeah. Also, yeah. Taylor and I had a whole uh, hour and a half pitch for a movie called Garbage Man, and that was going to be great That was based on a comic book series we hadn't written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Is everybody's optioning their comics? We were like, hey, let's just say it was a comic book, and then people are going to be. Like, oh my, yeah. Based off the graphic novel, Garbage Man. Yeah, I, I read I that. Illustrate that for you. I know.
1: Yeah. So I, I came across this movie a lot differently than you guys did because I got this movie as a gift from an ex-girlfriend in high school. Oh. and so I was maybe like sixteen. S- say your I watched name. this. And she broke up with you. No, I broke up with her. Oh. Emily. Because of the movie. Of <laughs> <Because> the movie. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> your taste. We sucks. don't have the taste. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is going nowhere. <laughs> no, I remember watching it in high school, being like. Huh. huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'm so glad that I rewatched it now. And I'm like, no, yeah, that's sick. Yeah. 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 And it was one of those things that's always been in my DVD collection because alphabetically it's right near the top. Mm-hmm. So you just always see it there. And I'm like, why do I still have that? Yeah. <laughs> and, You know what? It came in handy because I didn't have to pay $3.99. And and Nicholas Cage Cage
0: came came in handy. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. Um, This has got to set the record for our, like, whacking off puns in one podcast. I'm so disappointed. And for this podcast, (laughs) that's saying something. We, we've done a lot of wiener and hand Travis, did you, just, no
2: did you just move your eyes to the left to think of other movies about guys whacking off <laughs> I was trying to think <laughs> of what the other slide, movies that slide we up talked into about left it's like what other movies do guys beat <laughs> off in I don't even think
0: we
3: need the movie to, to do that we just talk about it you know no. yeah it just pops no, up I, I think I was trying to think of how many like of, of the different actresses it was Meryl Streep yeah Tilda Swinton yep. Judy Greer yep and and Amelia I don't know Maggie 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 oh was he thinking about Maggie Gyllenhaal too? He looked, no, he didn't. No, I don't think he did. With no, Maggie, no, did he whack off to Tilda Swinton? Yeah, yeah,
1: I think so. Okay, interesting. But that's this movie is so masturbatory in a lot of ways. It's like he's he's writing about Ooh. himself. Yeah, I,
0: it's it's. But he acknowledges it by yeah. Taylor, stop writing things in your make notes. It, <laughs> it doesn't make <laughs> it better.
1: I don't know. Like I because you kind of mentioned the same thing with um the fableman Mm. but the difference is the fableman is talking about like it's kind of a um self like autobiography almost yeah like that i i get it's Mm -hmm. very indulgent this felt like it's it's himself writing himself out of a corner with himself
0: the only way he could the noble thing in that situation would would have been to be like i can't adapt this book and 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 walk away Mm
1: -hmm. not to to create a script about himself creating a script about the movie Mm -hmm. or the book. Like, it, and it ends up being this wild fabrication of just his own, I don't, like, it,
3: it bugs me it just bugs it me how you. yeah do you think that he wasted enough of the studio's time they were like well, you gotta yeah, give fuck it's something. not terrible let's uh, let's see if oh. we can get a green light on oh. this let's see if we can shop this around oh, Ron
0: livingston's character again there there are some very effective moments of satire here where his character the agent is every hollywood hollywood executive oh yeah i fucked her up the ass I'd fuck her up the ass too. You know, it's like he, that he is the guy that's like, I'm supposed to be here. He, <laughs> he, he is going to the Hollywood is going to buy that script enthusiastically because they don't understand it. Yeah. They're like, we don't understand this. So it must be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. well that, and, that means Oscars.
1: And the satire of this script, the threes. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. It's the best thing I've ever seen. And it's every single cliche that yeah. you, you see in screenwriting. And I
3: totally forgot that the, the twin brother was, uh, Uh, fiction and i kept remembering i thought i thought we'd had a discussion taylor um about like how he was describing a movie that eventually got made i'm like oh shit did charlie kaufman's but like for some reason i was i kept before i looked at the wikipedia i was like what movie is he describing are they talking about the genesis of a movie and for some reason i was thinking of a movie with bruce willis where like judd nelson was the bad guy and sarah jessica parker was in it and yeah. judd nelson would like kidnap women and then like after he killed them he would put them underneath a lake and like, like mercury anchor them. rising not mercury rising but there would be a whole what's the name he of had that? like a garden of dead women that he would keep like diving down and like looking at or some shit hmm. but i was like this sounds and i was like hold on this doesn't sound like the the weird uh, Charlie Kaufman script anymore. And I had to look it up. I was like, "Damn it! What movie are they talking about?" I'm like, "Oh, the guys, the brothers, fake." Okay, I'm just, <laughs>
2: I'm
3: just, I'm just gonna stop playing because I can't remember. I was like, "Fuck." Maybe it's not that movie. Is it a movie? Maybe it's one that Denzel Washington was in and I just uh, uh, fallen. Yeah. It was it was distracting me from the actual movie until I looked it up and I was like, "Well, oh, just come fuck myself then." You mean The Bone Collector?
2: That <laughs> yep, That's Washington it. <laughs> and Angelina Jolie. Yep. Um,
0: so, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's another example I and mean, we we run into this a lot with this podcast of like when we watch movies, uh, differentiating between our feelings now and our feelings then, and, you know, sometimes that's difficult to do like you start in almost with a bias. Uh, like if you for Sandlot, for example, and I'm not saying our ratings were Sandlot were wrong, but it's like you go Man. you go in like I love this movie as a kid. I remember like how much I loved watching this when I was a little kid playing Little League. Nostalgia bump. Yeah. And so I can't pull my feelings out of that. Yeah. Or like never ending story or whatever else we watch. It's like I hate pulling out. <laughs> which is an ironic statement for this series about twins. But it's like, you know, I, I can't separate my feelings and nope. so i remember thinking like this this touched me like like i felt the,
2: the
0: <laughs> this movie like affected me like as a writer and it was like you know i don't know i felt an impact of that I'm like okay maybe there is hope did you feel it, perhaps a double impact of that <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> wait to talk about uh double impact with a uh, JCVD, that mm. is a hell of a movie, my boy. There's a lot of funny, to me, there's a lot of parts I laughed out loud at, like when Charlie Kaufman, who at this point is an Oscar-winning screenwriter, is sitting in a class by Bob McKee, and he's screaming at his class about, don't you ever use voiceover narration. God help you yeah. if you do that. And he cuts off Charlie Kaufman's voiceover, like mid-sentence. All voiceover, yeah. yeah. And he just kind of freezes and sits back down. And it's like, and that pretty much shuts down Charlie Kaufman's voiceover for a long time after that. And it's like, there's little like cute moments like that. Again, this, this stuff like this, like what Sean's saying about the Fablemans and this movie it's like it puts it in the realm of acquired taste and you're either you can either get in it's either a vibe or it's not you yeah. know it's like well, a He-Man set that you post on Facebook it's like you're either mood, it's, a, it's a mood, mood or vibes
1: but that's the thing is like the acting and the directing is so good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that where this movie's breakpoint is is with the, the screenplay story mm-hmm. yeah. storyline yeah and the screenplay being the breakpoint is it's you either get it or you don't Yeah. either this is like m- vibes Mm-hmm. or it's not mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was like somebody, I grew up reading
0: Bob McKee and Sid Field because it was like, you know, 13 year old me or whatever. was like, I want to be a screenwriter. And so it's like, you know, wow, you know, being at borders or whatever, here's two books. and can show you how to do it. I remember. And it was like, like what he preaches in this, in this movie. It's like, it's all. The Ten it's in commandments. Principles. Oh, it's, it's l- as if there's a kit and you can literally, it's paint by numbers. I've can, seen
1: fast and furious one through five. So, it it is.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's like literally you can like down to the exact page of like by page fifteen, this should happen. By page thirty, this should happen. I want a by giant page...
1: monster in the third act. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. You're gonna absolutely get that with AI. They're like they Can predict, uh, you know, music trends and stuff. They're like, yeah, we... And And that's got to be that's Bob McKee's dream, is like, get it down to like the robotic form.
0: And, you know, I will say that for that period of Charlie Kaufman as a writer, he's very anti-formula. You know, he's very like, stuff like Bing John Malkovich, there's no movie like that and Eternal Sunshine. There's no movie that's been made like that. So his stuff was unique and so he has to, it's him pushing back against the Bob McKee, James Lipton, Sid Field, like that everything can be reduced down to form and like outlines and structure. So I don't know. I, I appreciate them making fun of that. You know? Oh yeah.
1: I hundred percent. Yeah. I, I absolutely get where it's coming from. Yeah. From a opinion. Yeah. As a screenplay as it's just bad screenplay
0: as an enjoyment you didn't enjoy it as a film basically
1: this
3: this would be a great blog post Mm -hmm. yeah this guy's patting himself on the back for being lazy yeah like it's masturbatory
1: well and and writer's block is one of those things that like writers wax poetically about all the time Mm -hmm. because at some point they run out of things to actually write about Mm mm-hmm and they have to just write about the fact that they want, ran out of things to write about.
2: Right Their music, it's, yeah, it, it's like a clip show, and yeah. it was like, you know, it, yeah, it's, yes. like, it's like, hey, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm having writer's block. So I'm gonna write about that, and it was like, "Hey, we don't have any new stories ideas for The Simpsons clip show." Mm -hmm. And it was like, "Okay, we'll just put this in here for a little padding." Yeah, Yeah. but it's like
1: they 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 just say under the bus like that because
2: (laughs) they just say just don't
3: freeze, you know, at at the typewriter or the computer or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like falling forward. You just gotta like start writing or whatever and then the words are going to be bullshit but then maybe they'll start making sense or if they don't it's just like oh hey what do i have it's just gobbledygook oh wait but you know 47 pages in now i'm finally getting somewhere and you delete pages one through 46 and you keep the little bit that you got i just love that this might be the first movie that we all own on dvd yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah collectively each of us has an individual pair or individual copy of this movie do you guys own the
3: same lot some yeah. you know I, I like I that on VHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a VHS. and yeah. DVD. Back when they were talking about voiceover, I, I don't know. uh I immediately thought of Blade Runner. Yeah. All of the different like Blade Runner cuts, and and I know what Harrison Ford never mm-hmm. wanted to do the, the voiceover. The voiceover. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, I mean, because that's it's uh what it's show don't tell yeah don't explain what you're doing and 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 all that i mean voiceover can be it can be i don't know which which cut of blade runner i like better i just you know what the director's cut or or the regular director's cut for me for sure uh well see i need (laughs) i've forgotten which one so i need to watch them again but as soon as they were talking shit about voiceover i immediately thought of harrison ford just doing like phoning in his voiceover work because he He didn't want to fucking do it and ridley scott didn't want it either right Y- no. Or Ridley Scott wanted the voiceover? No, Rid- Ridley Scott did. No, no, Ridley Scott did not because the director Scott does not have the voiceover. Right. Ridley Scott and uh, Harrison did not want it. And whatever, the studios the studio were point. like, you guys need to make this. You, you got to you gotta explain
1: <laughs> yeah. a
0: like, lot. Like, all yeah. the people
3: watching this movie are real dumb. You got to tell them what's going d- on. D- they were d- the d- Ron Livingston them. from this,
0: the, the agent from this movie. were like, no, nobody's going to understand it. You have to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like voiceover narration again. We're, we're wandering a little bit, but it's like I've always felt like for every movie, like Shawshank Redemption, where it's like it's a part of the story. It's like Morgan Freeman's voiceover is a character in yeah, the movie. That's true. Yeah. You know, there's there's movies like that where voiceover actually serves the movie greatly. Or Forrest uh, Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Yeah. You know, it's you're seeing the world from his point of view, and his point of view is very whimsical and skewed. And so you you get a better
3: understanding of Forrest Gump through his the way he sees things and tries to explain them. That is true. If it's a if it's a narrator and they're retroactively saying something, and they're like, "Uh, "I never thought Andy would have done that, and that was the last day he would ever see the sun."
2: Something (laughs) you're like, "Oh shit, what's
3: about to happen?" You know. And you were kind of doing Morgan Freeman and Tom Hanks at the same
0: time.
2: I was kind of curious. I was like, "Where's that from?"
0: (laughs) That was kind of like Morgan Freeman as Forrest Gump. That was that was a perfect (laughs) Morgan Morgan Freeman as (laughs) Forrest (laughs) Gump. Oh, you died on a Tuesday. um, but anyway yeah for everyone like that they're a movie Todd, talking
3: shit about somebody else's accent work <laughs> you can go fuck yourself <laughs> you just lost yourself a podcast time <laughs> um, I do declare
0: for every movie like that the, like I watched a movie called "We're the Crawdads Sing which is atrocious movie where it's based on some book that people apparently like oh yeah, the, yeah the it's book based is on a book popular yeah at the library the, the, the movie sucked and it yeah. was like literally the voiceover in that movie was the main character reading chapters from the book out loud into the speakers and it was like they, they, they did not know how to tell the story so they it's put the voiceover adaptation. in yeah she's literally reading the book on tape actually yeah you're right they leaned heavily on that it's like this is gross. There's another movie called The Girl on the Train, and most of that movie was Emily Blunt on a train, looking out the window, reading the book on the speakers. What do you expect? It's in the title. Yeah, it's like I'm listening to Emily Blunt read a book on tape.
1: Did the crawdads even sing in the movie? No, that was the god. Was, well, technically know. they chirp, but it's more yeah, yeah. kind of like uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> they 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 make noise. Crawdads yeah. are loud. Man. Yeah, I, I learned learn that the hard I way. Talk
0: back. Which is a big thing in twins. Uh, yak yak. Don't talk back. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm. I would put this like, you know, I'm still with my original rating. I would have given this an, an eight. Eight. An eight as you know. Todd. College age me, modern me would. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with my guns on that. Mm. I I enjoyed it, and I and probably for
3: different reasons now. What did I give the sorry? I forgot 6.5 six, yeah. Six, yeah. I I I I yeah, found wait. I gave twins a six five too. Didn't I? Yeah, yeah, I would say this is a Taylor, seven. Taylor, what were you on this? I think a. S- I the twins in this can't both be a six five. I like this. Well, shit. no, nope. Keep it at six five because I'm I think I change. had
2: it. At, I think I was saying I had it as a nine originally. Then I thought, oh, this is a six. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe a six or a seven. Probably a seven. Yeah, I had to look up the crawdad sinks. I did see that uh, movie too. Cause I was like, I think I know what he was talking about. Mm. 100%. I forgot about that. That's how much I remember that film mm-hmm. because I forgot about it. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. I didn't hate it, but yeah, the it voiceover.
0: made me want like, to barf. Yeah. And yeah, it was like the most, un- like well, that's a whole other podcast. I want
3: yeah, to podcast sorry. about that. I hated that yeah. movie. Mm, it wasn't much, so But it, 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 it for me, it was just, it was blah. I'm going to tell you something specifically that I hated about that movie,
0: about the swamp girl yeah. that was living uh, in the swamp. Todd, you're hurting me. But that house was kind of dope, though. <laughs> yeah, leg go yeah. Of my arm. <laughs> Literally, swamp girl. Um, she, was very it,
2: grand she was very clean. Oh, she looked like a model. Yeah, she looked like she was a. Spotless. She looked
0: like a Revlon model. It's like maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, she had been living in the swamps, eating dads? Yeah, it's like it's good eating. Like my it's wife literally watched her on screen. She's like her makeup is contoured. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's the, everybody. Swamps like that. They yeah. they have their own like makeup people out With there. With
1: Amazon nowadays, anybody can be. <laughs> yeah, they can swamp like that. Yeah. So anyway, watch those makeup tutorials on TikTok. <laughs> that's as close as I've ever contour pull that my TV off the wall.
0: Was that movie? I almost Cry-nate pulled my thing? TV down. Was <laughs> that on Netflix? Yeah somewhere that's yeah, where i, I watched I was it when it came money. out i didn't pay money i was yeah i didn't it, pay money either it was one of those movies that it, like it came out like you, you can watch this the weekend it comes out this is back COVID. Yeah, was, uh, yeah
1: you paid with something other than money
0: yeah
3: yeah i paid with a part of my soul so you paid in breaths yeah <laughs> approximately uh an hour and a half to two hours of worth of breath yes Not that, the that back. Was a,
0: i would say my feeling toward that movie was maybe even more violent than sean's feeling toward this movie it was
1: grim i've had more violent reactions than this movie yeah but this one's just a it's just a big old bummer too masturbatory too masturbatory who would have thought so that? many ways <laughs> Who thought you could be too masturbatory <laughs> i can't be
0: but the movie can be yes <laughs> yeah. um so that's been another episode seven, you know, it really has
2: they say
1: it's good for your heart you know mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah oh, a match rating yeah mm-hmm. and i, I can't I do it anymore with that
2: and hunting nut cheerios <laughs> And red wine. So, if you pour wine in your Cheerios while you're masturbating, you're going to live forever, my friends. You, you got something sweeter than you. I've
1: been <laughs> doing that all along. You're telling me that's good for you?
3: I do use Crunch, but the same.
2: It's a great movie. <laughs> Only drunk. <laughs> masturbating into your Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Cold okay, Cut Combo. <laughs>
0: and we will see you guys next time. I'm going to flee. Call
1: oh, that a be <laughs> ball sub.
2: <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our website is cinemaVino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at ToddWoffordMovies.com.